Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're just hours away now from the funeral in London, and we're rejoined by Ben O'Hara Byrne, host of A Little More Conversation on the Chorus Radio Network. Ben is also the former London Bureau Chief for Global News and has been doing incredible work reporting to all of our programs across the network from London. Ben, thank you. It's evening time for you. May I just ask you this out of the gate? What have the last number of days been like for you? You have a relationship with that city. You understand the city. What's it been like the last few days? Yeah, I have to say it's, it's, been, it's been wonderful in a strange way, given the circumstances. I think a lot of people have been struggling to find the words to describe something that is both somber and awesome all at once. And, and it has been, it's been a, f- a wonderful experience with people that you've met. There's been sort of a, a you know, a, a fraternity or a brotherhood or camaraderie, if you prefer, amongst people. Everyone's been very polite. People are sharing stories. When you're stuck in a line with someone, they talk to you. When you're today, I mean, there are just so many people here now. It feels like the crowds have grown exponentially this weekend. And, and, and you find yourself sort of stuck beside people, and all of a sudden you're chatting about something or, or talking about, about why you're there, what brought you there, where you're from, and so forth. So that aspect of it has been, has been really quite marvelous, because I've spent a lot of time here, and it isn't always that way. Um, but in the past uh, five days since I arrived, or six days at this point, it's been, it's been truly a, a marvelous experience. I think everyone just understands they're watching a moment of history that will be remembered forever, and therefore people are, are, are awestruck by it at the same time they want to talk about it. So that part of it has been really, really the most magical part of being here this week. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that uh, when you were saying this, that the thought occurred yesterday that it really speaks to the mark of Queen Elizabeth. When people remembering her or meeting each other spontaneously in London now, the very best comes out of those people. They actually communicate with one another. There's warmth. There's an exchange of warmth in a possibly increasingly cynical world. It speaks to the warmth and the character of Queen Elizabeth. It certainly does. And, and you'll know that, you know, things in England right now, in Britain, there are political divisions. There are, you know, before this, there were lots of talk of a very tough winter ahead, of skyrocketing utility prices and affordability crisis. And everyone's that's that's in the background there. But for these last days, it feels like the nation here, at least, has come together for the most part um, to bid farewell to someone that they all know gave of herself in a way that she had vowed back when she was 21 and then followed through for more than 70 years as monarch, the sort of idea of duty and service and loyalty. Um, and I think it has indeed brought out the best in people this week here. Ben, what have uh, our prominent Canadians in the delegation from this country been doing today? Yeah, I've I bumped into a lot of them, actually. I spoke to, uh, to quite a few people today, former Prime Minister Jean Chrétien. I saw former Prime Minister Stephen Harper was here, Paul Martin as well, Governor General, Governors General David Johnson, Mikhail Jean, uh, the head of the Assembly of First Nations, uh, I spoke to as well. Um, and, and they've been busy. I mean, the Prime Minister was busy today. He had meetings with the Prime Minister of Ukraine, with the Prime Minister of Australia. He went to meet Liz Truss at 10 Downing Street, the new British Prime Minister, for the first time. Um, and then there was a state event at Buckingham Palace this evening, or late in the afternoon, where Prince Charles, well, King Charles, I should say, I keep doing that, King Charles, um, welcomed everyone in from all the dignitaries who were there for, for a get-together. So it has been a busy day. There is some diplomacy going on, obviously, the meeting with the Prime Minister of Ukraine, the meeting with Liz Trust, the meeting with the Prime Minister of Australia. There's some diplomacy going on on the sidelines of all this, but uh, now I think everyone's really focused on 
tomorrow morning. And the doors open at 8 a.m. local time. Um, VIPs are meant to arrive at that point, and uh, the funeral will begin at 11 a.m. here in London. You uh, also have the opportunity to speak and interview, speak with and interview the Commonwealth Secretary General. Please share that. Yeah, I was interested. I mean, I, I thought of this earlier because, of course, the, you know, the Queen was a huge champion of the Commonwealth, and there will be questions about what happens now that she's gone. Uh, Prince Charles is already the head of that organization, has been since 2018. And then I realized that uh, Patricia Scotland, the Right Honorable Patricia Scotland, was actually going to be one of the few people reading at tomorrow's funeral. The Queen selected her, amongst others, to, uh, she, will, she will be there. Liz Truss will also read something, the Prime Minister. And I asked her about that, because I can't imagine what it would be like to have to stand up in front of a room full of 2,000 dignitaries and heads of state and millions, if not billions, watching around the world. And here's what she had to say. I've never done anything like this where someone I care for a great deal, who is one of the most magnificent women that this world has ever seen, will be there in the centre of the Abbey, and I will have been given by her one of the greatest privileges that anyone can be given, because I will get to speak the lesson while she is present and be part of celebrating her life before she is put finally to rest. And frankly, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, the emotions are really close to the surface, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, she was, uh, she it was a Zoom, she was wiping away a tear at the end. I mean, I think they were, first of all, they were close. They had met quite a few times. They had small gatherings together, just like you were talking about with your previous guest. And, um, you know, she was always very, she told, tells a wonderful story about how there was, you know, when there was trouble with, with Patricia Scullage, you know, as the head of the Commonwealth, there are the ups and downs of those positions, clearly, that she would get a note from the Queen saying, or, or the Queen had invited her to tea at Ascot, just to say, you know, you're doing a good job. Keep your head up. Um, and these are the little stories we've been hearing. I think you've been sharing a lot of good ones. These are the little stories we've been hearing, these anecdotes that we didn't necessarily know at the time. And now people are sharing them. And it gives you a different insight onto what kind of head of state she was, what kind of person she was, and her ability to reach out to people and, you know, make them feel better, for instance. And it's, it's, it's been quite remarkable to hear all those stories uh, over the past few days. must be difficult for Britons to know that by tomorrow at this time, their nation and the leadership of their nation will be different, or, or at least the person at the head of the royal family will be different. And even though Brits have known Prince Charles for most of their lives as well, it will be different And uh, to have a multi-decade Prince of Wales as monarch. And I do exactly what you did a moment or two ago, Ben. I still say Prince Charles. Indeed. Everyone does. That's been one of the ironies here. Everyone catches themselves trying to you know, say king instead of prince. Um, you know, I, th- I think when this period of mourning is over and she's laid to rest, it will stress. I mean, I think tomorrow people are going to realize, and this sounds a bit trite, but they're going to realize the finality of it. Because this whole week feels like she's been here to be, you know, one can pay one's respects to her in person. But as of tomorrow night, and you're right, it will be it, a new, you know, all those, the, the crown jeweler will be there to take away her crown, um, you know, symbolizing the end of her reign. This will be very symbolic, and I think come Tuesday morning when England wakes up, Britain wakes up, the Commonwealth wakes up, we wake up to a new monarch 
you know, he'll be under a lot of scrutiny after that. I mean, there's this, been this period of mourning where everyone has sort of taken a step back, allowed the family to mourn. Tomorrow was, uh, Patricia Scotland described tomorrow as a family funeral that will be watched by millions around the world. I thought that was very apt. Um, but come Tuesday morning, you know, his job of, of his reign really begins. And I imagine it's going to be under scrutiny and, and he, you know, he's made some missteps in the past and I gather he'll be under a lot of observation now. It's going to be a very stressful and difficult time for him as he continues to mourn, of course, the loss of his mom. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.